May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and redeemer. Amen. This last few weeks, the last two Sundays, we have heard reflection after reflection on the nature of forgiveness. Ledley started a couple of weeks ago with um, finding someone that you need to talk to about forgiveness and talking about forgiveness. Last week, Mitchell talked about our Christian commitment to forgiveness as being a binding on oneself, a shackling and enslaving that we are not free to forgive, we are bounded by the love of God to forgive. And this week, in the story of Jonah, we finally have someone who is willing to push back on this loosey-goosey narrative. Someone who's going to say, I hear you talking a lot about forgiveness, but this whole thing sounds a bit ridiculous. Surely you can't actually mean to forgive in the nature that you're asking. Remember the story of Jonah? Jonah is called to go to Nineveh by God to preach repentance to them. He tries to escape by going to another town, gets swallowed by a whale, spit out, redirected back to Nineveh. He preaches the repentance to Nineveh, and then he turns to look at God and says, no, 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 it looks like you're about to forgive these people. That would be a huge mistake. Nineveh is uh, likely one of the major cities that had a huge hand in the destruction of Israel, especially northern Israel, which for Jonah would have happened generations before, that uh, they were a, a big cause of um, the disruption, the scattering of the Israelite people to the nations. Uh, Jonah understandably reflects back to God that God sending Jonah to Nineveh is going uh, to preach God's uh, judgment, which Jonah was up for, uh, to a people who needed it. When he looks at God and he remembers, uh, as we heard in the Psalms, it's, report, uh, it's recorded throughout the Old Testament that God is abounding in grace, steadfast in love, slow to anger. And Jonah just thinks, this is awful. <laughs> this is awful. Can we really forgive like this? Last week, I was in We Worship with the two, uh, three, four-year-olds. And it, uh, part of the story from last week was Jesus saying, um, forgive. You've heard it say to forgive seven times. I say not seven, but 77 times. And I thought about doing a story with the kids, which is to um, talk about being at home uh, with a parent and having broken the family beloved thing, uh, a glass or a vase or a plate that's uh, very valuable to everyone, and having to go to a parent and saying, um, I broke this. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And they said, of course, the first time, of course. Of course you forgive. And then I repeated the same story. And you break the valuable object that your parents love and care for, and you go and ask for forgiveness, and what do they say? 
The answer was a little bit slower this time, but yes, forgive. And then I did a third time, and a fourth time, and I didn't have to get to seven. By time five, it was like, what's going on with this person that they keep breaking stuff and asking for forgiveness? I think, of course, abstractly, that notion of forgiveness that Jesus is offering um, feels compelling. But then when we think through it, we think, as with uh, Jonah and Nineveh, perhaps God is a mere enabler of bad behavior, forgiving as much as God does. Is this type of forgiveness reasonable? Is it reasonable? I think part of the reason why so often we have stories of forgiveness that seem almost on the verge of absurd or certainly hyperbolic is that as people, I, in myself at least, I have witnessed the capacity for um, me to expect forgiveness readily and my willingness to give it to others um, is less speedy. For instance, uh, at driving, I often think about the, 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 the disjunct between um, how, how I expect judgment to be for me and how I, what I actually give judgment to others. I expect to be judged on my intentions. Um, so when I'm driving out around DC and the, cl- uh, the traffic is merging, I really hate that I have to cut this other person off, but there's really not much choice for me right? So I intended no harm, you know, I just like had to do it. Fifteen seconds later, when somebody cuts me off in the exact same thing, I think, you know, rain hellfire on them, God from on high, these people are awful. Yeah, so we expect uh, uh, to be judged on on our intentions, which are always positive, but we judge other people on outcomes, on the actual outcome um, that's produced. For Jesus, the last will be first and the first will be last. For Jonah, a real righteousness burns within him. Nineveh is guilty not of um, small things, not for drinking like too much or some culturally inappropriate thing from a Jewish perspective, no. Nineveh is guilty of the destruction of another community of um, being notoriously violent uh, towards their neighbors. And Jonah wants righteousness. And in Jonah, we see something, I see something to really relate to, and that is a disappointment that burns so hot that death is right there thinking about um, the impending and uh, uh, slowly encroaching environmental collapse, the news getting worse and worse, and thinking, how can we bring attention to this? How can we make this a central thing? Um, Running through the street with our hair on fire, uh, the anger of inaction feeling almost to the point of wanting to die from it. 
when we were meeting together about uh, reparations and forgiveness last Lent to talk about the nature and scope of that, we had the author of the book on reparations, that red book. One of those authors come, Duquan, and in, in the meeting, someone got up and said something to the effect of, uh, the idea of reparations will never work. Think of the generations of people who were either um, wrongly enslaved or um, the, uh, the much more uh, contemporary public policy of segregation and other laws that have disadvantaged uh, communities of color, we will never be able to repay that. This project uh, is ultimately doomed to failure. Duquan's response to that question I thought uh, was so helpful. And he said, no, no, no. Think about it the reverse way. Think about if everything that you said is true, that the case for what we owe as a society to these people that have been disadvantaged um, uh, in so many ways, both about dignity and about equity and about housing and money, if all of that is true, the question isn't, can we ever repay this debt? But the point is about the importance of realizing its truth. If it is true that the debt is that great, how should we orient our lives in response to it? The image that Jesus gives, the image of God in the Old Testament is no matter how ridiculous, how greatly unjust the behavior is, although there should be like good boundaries, good conversations about what it means to repair those relationships, as a people, no matter how absurd or irrational or unreasonable it feels to offer forgiveness, we must be a people always willing to forgive. When we put ourselves in that place, the world can be transformed. Individually in our lives, collectively as a people, we have to open ourselves up to the generous, super abundant grace and mercy and forgiveness of God. Amen.